You are listening to the PFG Vibecast. I am your co-host, Julie Voigt, and with me as always is Mr. Russell Baxter. Russell, take it away. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the PFG Vibecast. My name is Russell Baxter. Um, tonight, we are joined by a longtime friend and former colleague. I, mean, I, I shouldn't say former colleague, but because who knows what's going to happen down the road, Craig? Um, Once in future, connected, colleague. Connected and reconnected for more than 30 years on, on a bunch of different platforms. Of course, the gentleman I'm talking to is Craig Allenport. Um, and he is the author of a book that is a must grab for an NFL fan, especially if you are a fond, uh, very fond of history as I am. It's called NFL 100, the greatest moments of the NFL century. And I'm so glad to have Craig on the show tonight. Thanks, Russell. It's so glad. It's so great to always to, to be talking with you. And, uh, and we do go back a ways and, and always love thinking of football and talking football with you. Well, uh, just so people understand, you and I do not go back to 1920. Yeah. No. Sort of the National Football, football League and so on. But this book encompasses so much. And I, and I think the thing I enjoy about it is, and it's very important that you understand the title, The NFL's Greatest Moments. And it is a book that is not just about the greatest games or the greatest plays. Um, it encompasses the entire history of the National Football League. That also includes television, free agency, mergers. I, I mean, I, that's the thing I really, really enjoyed about um, looking at it. And of course, you know, the, the dynamic photos and so on. This must have been an absolute blast to work on, Craig. Uh, yeah, it, it was so much fun. I mean, it, it, you're right. And it was, it was a, a particular challenge, but nothing stressful. It was all fun. But the challenge of looking at these, looking at great games and players and, and record-breaking performances and figuring out where they all fit in along with the merger and the birth of NFL films and the NFL USFL court battle, you know, of all <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all, uh, so many important off-field uh, things that have shaped, not, not only were important at the moment, but have an historical place uh, as we look back and look forward in the NFL. And, and it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, so I had this list, you know, whittled it down, added some, took out some. And as I was writing it, things fell into place mm -hmm. somewhat. I mean, everyone's going to have a different thought about it, and it's not a scientific list, but it was a lot of fun putting it together. What, what aspect of it did you enjoy the most? Um, was it the initial research? Um, I don't know if you were able to go back and actually talk to anybody involved in, in the 100 and so on. What was, what was the most exciting and, and fun part about doing this, Craig? Well, it, it was, I, I did talk to a handful of people for it, and that, I don't know if it was the most fun, but that was, it was a great thing because, um, as an example, two, two examples I'll bring up right away are, um, and, and they were personal for me, uh, I talked to Paul Tagliabue for this, and that was not only um, fun and entertaining and, and, and rewarding, but it was a learning experience because he shed some more light to me on, for instance, um, the 
Saints being uh, not only returning to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, but the efforts that Paul Tagliabue and the league made to keep the Saints in New Orleans after uh, after the hurricane and after they were possibly going to San Antonio and other uh, possible new destinations. And and it's something that, you know, you could hear in, in Tagliabue's voice how proud he is of having done that and saved the Saints in New Orleans. So that was that was interesting. Um, Jim Steig, uh, longtime mm-hmm. uh, events VP at the NFL, the Super Bowl czar for so many years. Um, I, I, I knew him during my time at the NFL, and I really enjoyed talking to him for this book about certain things. I mean, uh, you know, the, the explosion of the Super Bowl halftime show was a fun thing to talk about, but also. Um, having actually been hired by Pete Rozelle, uh, Jim Steig was able to to really wax poetic, and Pete Rozelle plays such an important part, uh, obviously in NFL history overall, and and thus plays a big part in this book. Whether it's the merger or the decision for uh, ESPN to start telecasting, start broadcasting the NFL draft, mm-hmm. uh, and and just everything that he's meant to the league, and to hear Jim Steig talking about that was a lot of fun. You kind of alluded to something when you were talking to, uh, you know, former Commissioner Paul Tagliabue. Um, was there one thing in particular that you learned in doing uh, while you were doing this project, Craig, that you, you know, really had no knowledge of? And I know that's kind of a an odd question to ask us all, but was mm-hmm. there like an oh wow moment and say, wow, I really that 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 that's amazing. I really wasn't aware of that. Well, I, I, I don't know about amazing, but important and some things that I, I was maybe slightly aware of, but didn't have, grasp uh, the, the full uh, importance of it all. Um, it, one interesting thing was, and, and you know, uh, the hiring of most of or several of the commissioners uh, were important moments in here, but um, it, I, I had one uh, NFL employee who's a bit of a historian talking to me about the importance of Joe Carr being named uh, president of the, at the time, uh, American Professional Football Association, and what a role he played in uh, expanding the league uh, that that he recognized back back in the 1920s, um, that it was important to, A, uh, have franchises in big markets, and B, encourage the owners and the coaches to pass more because he knew that he needed an attraction to compete with college football at the time, which was interesting. The other thing, and again, going this is going way back to the before you and I were watching football, um, Red Grange and his barnstorming tour with the Chicago Bears. And I knew a little bit about this, but I didn't mm-hmm. know I didn't know all of it. And and the one thing in particular, which was which is very interesting, is that uh, so Red Grange. Red Grange played his first game for the Bears, I think, a week after his uh, he graduated from the University of Illinois, which was crazy. But he was so popular in the country as a college football player. Uh, and so after the season ended, the Bears went around the country to play this exhibition tour. And number one, it was probably the first time that many, many people around the country ever saw an NFL game because they had no interest in the NFL. They wanted to see Red Grange. And along those lines, Grange came to New York to play the New York Giants in Yankee Stadium. And at the time, the New York Giants were 
and I'm not going to say hanging by a thread, but they were in serious danger of not continuing as a franchise. And it just, mm. and the NFL hadn't really taken off back then. And the investment, uh, you know, the, the, the story goes that uh, the investment wasn't great at the beginning, but still there wasn't a lot of excitement and electricity for NFL football in New York until Red Grange came to New York and Yankee Stadium. And that almost, you can argue, saved the Giants franchise. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have a personal favorite of the hundred? Um, you or was know, there one chapter that you had more fun doing than any other? Uh, it, that's a great question. Um, you know, the one one thing I might think of, and and actually, and I had written about this just a year ago in uh, on, on SI.com uh, on the 40th anniversary of the um, miracle at the Meadowlands, and obviously, you know. I've grown up a longtime Giants fan, and <laughs> it, it, it means a lot to me. And I, and I think fans in general, NFL fans in general, don't realize because they see, they see the Joe Pizarczyk fumble and Herman Edwards picking it up, and it's one of the all-time NFL bloopers. But it was such an important play for two franchises because really the Giants, the Giants franchise was content to go through mediocrity for over a decade. And it was that play that caused them to just shut everything down, fire everybody. And, you know, they couldn't agree on a general manager. So Pete Rozelle stepped in and helped them hire George Young. And the rest is history. Enter Phil Simms, Lawrence Taylor, Bill Parcells. And uh, the Giants are, have been one of the most successful franchises in the NFL since then. And, you know, the Eagles shouldn't be lost. Uh, the importance of that play isn't lost on them. They made the playoffs that year for the first time in over 15 years. Uh, Dick Vermeil's, I think, third season in the league and hadn't established himself yet, and that helped him do that. And three years later, they were in the Super Bowl. So uh, a blooper, an all-time blooper, that is really an important play in NFL history. Yeah, I've always – it's funny. I've always kind of made the case, um, uh, you know, 53 years of Super Bowls. And, uh, you know, when you talk about the – most famous plays or the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. I used to always talk about, and it was the blooper play. It's the Gary Upremian play. Because when you see that play, you think Super Bowl. So now, you know, we've had a David Tyree catch here or there. Yeah. (laughs) A Mario Manning having catch there, a Santonio Holmes catch here and there, maybe some planet and so on. But I I totally understand. Isn't it funny that the goofs sometimes turn out to be uh, the most memorable. And, but it, it's funny you mentioned the Garo Upremian uh, blooper because uh, I, would, I would say that one of, the, one of the notes, one of the moments I feel the strongest about here is the Dolphins' perfect season at number five. And I, I think some people might think that's too high. And, and the more I looked into that one, the more interesting it was to me. And, and here's the reasoning. And it's something that I, I had never heard of before. And someone, someone brought it up to me and I was like, holy cow, that's true. If not, first of all, you understand why the Dolphin players from the 72 team might be mm-hmm. a little bitter because all the, cause that is the only highlight you ever see from their Super Bowl. And it's an ultimate blooper. Uh, however, if it hadn't happened, if the Gary Premium blooper never happened, now they go 14-0 and through the regular season, mm-hmm. win two playoff games, win the Super Bowl, finish 17-0, and 
they were winning, they were beating the Redskins 14-0. There were just over two minutes left in the game when that Gary Premium field goal took place. So if he kicks the field goal. <laughs> I know where you're going. 17 nothing victory in the Super Bowl to cap a 17-0 season. And then on top of that, that would stand as the only shutout in Super Bowl history. We almost had one this year, but we have never had a shutout in the Super Bowl. So imagine how much differently, how much more respect and reverie we would have for the 72 Dolphins if they had finished in that manner. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's funny because, and, and listen, I've, I've talked about this often. Um, when you talk about the greatest teams of all time, many people, I'm not alone on this, would contend that the 1973 Dolphins were maybe a better football team. <laughs> right. Obviously, they didn't pull off the 17-0, but they were one year better, one more year mature. Um, you know, they dominated that season. They dominated – uh, everyone in the playoffs. That's an that's a that's a great point. I mean, the seventeen and zero on seventeen and zero. I mean, yeah, legendary and already legendary. Uh, but you know, again, you bring up another good point. What what is the play most synonymous with that with that Super Bowl win? It's yeah. it's the Yepremian play, and it's you know a bad moment for a team that didn't lose a game. Um, this is fun, Craig. But I don't, yeah. One more question at you. Sure. And uh, and thanks for taking the time to come on here. I really appreciate it. And after after I ask you, you please give out some information on, on how people can find the book and where to get it and so on. So it's the NFL 100, the greatest moments of the NFL century. Craig, what in your mind? Yep. It's moment 101. <laughs> um. I, I will I'll give you two possibilities. Um, I was it was funny because I I, I did a spot this morning uh, for a Baltimore radio station, and I was so afraid they were going to ask me where the two thousand Ravens rank. Right. And I do not have them in the top hundred. And, and I, I'm not I don't regret it, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's one hundred one. Um, certainly one of the greatest defenses of all time. So they deserve that credit. Uh, so maybe they're 101. The only the, the other I would think of that that I had considered putting in here is another off the field, not a, not not really a moment at all, but the advent uh, and the growth of fantasy football because obviously Ooh. it's meant so much. Uh, I mean, at number 100 is the Red Zone Channel launch, and mm -hmm. you can argue that fantasy football and the red zone channel go hand in hand because oh absolutely that's why people watch the red zone channel is to see how their fantasy team is doing um but yes i mean as someone who's been in, involved in fantasy for many years uh both uh, as a fan and for for work it's uh i mean it, to see the growth of nfl fantasy football and what it's meant for the league and for fans around the country i i put that at 101 at least well it's phenomenal it's it's Phenomenal to read. Um, it's so much fun to look at. Um, one of the other aspects that I really enjoyed about the book, Craig, um, you know, you obviously have the countdown from one to, uh, by the way, it's, it's from one to 100, not which is customary. It's so many things, including power ranking. So it's not mm -hmm. two to one or 100 to one. It's in uh, the correct order. Um, I liked the additional pictures 
um, that made their way throughout the book, which really didn't necessarily have anything to do um, with the countdown, but they're just such great photos and memorable photos and a big part um, of the history of the league and so on. I highly recommend this is This is the kind of book that you're going to pick up numerous times and go back and go back and probably have a conversation with your friends like Craig and I are having right now. What's moment 101? What's moment 102? Uh, Craig, where, where's the best way for people to get the book, the best place to find it? Uh, anywhere books are sold, the online, of course, Amazon is a way to go, but uh, bookstores, Barnes and Noble and bookstores everywhere. Uh, triumphbooks.com slash NFL 100 is another spot. So uh, it's out there and, and I encourage everyone to buy it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, we go back an awful long way. And, uh, you know, anything with history is always something that gets me really juiced up. And the fact that someone I know who works very, very hard at what they do um, had an opportunity to, to do this, uh, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, I, for people, I appreciate it. Um, for people who uh, want to follow Craig, uh, Craig Ellenport on Twitter, this is a toughie. Yeah. Ellenport. <laughs> Hey, it's it's it, it, it simple says it. So I, I beat out all my relatives in uh, in, in that <laughs> URL in that in that account. So, well, like I said, I I, I thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, I like I, I can't recommend the book highly enough. NFL 100: The Greatest Moments of the NFL Century by Craig Allenport. Um, Craig, thanks so much for coming on tonight, and uh, hope to get to talk to you again soon. Uh, maybe in South Florida, hopefully. Yeah, that would be great. And I always love talking football with you, Russell, and I appreciate you having me on. You got it. For people who enjoy their NFL history, once again, I can't recommend NFL 100, the greatest moments of the NFL century, um, highly enough. Um, again, my longtime friend, um, man I've known for more than 30 years, uh, former colleague as well, um, Craig Ellenport did an outstanding job. And, you know, a, a, as I just mentioned to him, um, it's as much a lesson on the history of professional football that is the NFL. So um, it's a great read. Um, go out and get it. And I want to thank Craig for coming on tonight. Again, if you want to follow Craig on Twitter, it's at Ellenport. Um, and of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Julie Noted underscore PFG. It's PFG Vibe and it's Bax Football Guru. So thank you for listening to the latest edition of the PFG Vibecast. And we'll be talking to you real soon.